Um, it's been one week. That's literally that much in my head too. I, I, I do gotta say, I, 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 I pause there to stop myself from saying that. <laughs> it's okay, Chris. You got gotcha. you. said it like it literally was going through my head. I just didn't vocalize it. Oh my god. <laughs> And that's going to be our cold open for this episode. <laughs> God. How is that song so ingrained into my mind? I, it's, it's just, you can't. Because I it's can't bad. hear that phrase without your moment. Oh, man, okay. Scott. <clears throat> my apologies. No, it, I, if, if you didn't, I, I already was doing it anyways. Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're good. Sorry, mouthful. <laughs> I decided to eat while you're all laughing your heads off. It normally does take us like a good five, ten minutes to compose ourselves. <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about bespoke emojis. We're currently playing Monster Week by Michael Sands. I'm Chris and I'm your GM slash keeper and I'm joined by my players. I'm Evan and I play Baron. I'm Dominic and I play Kronunas. I'm Jessica and I play Enid. And I'm Alistair and I play Isaac. Alright everybody, welcome to the fourth respite, is that right? Uh, <laughs> that's about right. It it, it is fourth respite, yeah. Yeah. I think one of, one of the arcs you didn't get a respite between it, and we're five. I don't know. It's a it's respite. the fourth respite with a uh, number. Yeah, with a number. Um, I I thank all the listeners once again for following us through here. We're getting close to fifty episodes at this point. I, I th- actually, I think by time this comes out, we will be past 50 episodes. I I just released episode 45 yesterday when we're recording this. I oof, my recording schedule has been oof. But anyway, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get uh, 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 my my appreciation out for the listeners before we're getting into this because even though I say it whenever I do. One of the pre-show things, I'd, I want to make sure that I never stop espousing my gratitude. We gotta make sure we thank our number one fan. Yeah. Please. Yeah, Lee, I, I, I'm probably going to have posted something on Twitter by a, uh, the time this comes out, but like, you are the first uh, of our listeners to really interact with us in any way on social media, and it uh, it's a little thing, but it, it means so much to me and the rest of the, the players here. It's... It, it really makes it feel like we have a listener when a listener actually talks to us in any way. Otherwise, it's just these just numbers that eventually stop meaning anything. Uh, so, yeah, we, we do appreciate uh, you. And if anyone else, uh, we're at the Forest Cast on uh, Twitter. And uh, as I said, we appreciate anything we get. We love you. Talk to us. We'll love you. <laughs> no matter who you are. I mean. Well, no, hold on. 
<laughs> there are some people we won't love, but most of you, I think. Yeah, I, I do want to actually get, get in here. Th- thanks for that, Dominic. Um, due to uh, the, 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 it, it didn't fit in with the, the, um, the, 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 the rhythm of the episode, unfortunately, which was very sad because I did want to keep it in, but just like there was too much leading into it and the stuff leading into it just kind of broke the rhythm a bit. Uh, but there was one part that I unfortunately had a cut in a previous episode where we said that if you're a Nazi, we don't want you listening to our show, no matter how many, few listeners we have. And I do want to make sure that makes it into the podcast. <laughs> yeah. If you're a Nazi, uh, stop the fuck listening right now. Yeah. Get <laughs> the fuck out of here. You can leave. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll go back into the respite now. <laughs> About three, maybe four days have passed uh, since the events on Main Street. Each of you has spent your downtime working on various projects or different distractions to pass the time between this and whatever horrors await you next. Isaac, you've been trying to figure out more about Iris and her parentage. When you've tried to summon her, she has appeared briefly, um, but not long enough to have a conversation with. It's honestly quite worrying, but at the very least, she's still there in some form, and hopefully you can bring her back fully. Kernunos, you've been taking on shifts at the diner. It's been pretty straightforward. Uh, Baron and Enif, uh, Enif, you're still staying with Baron, and Baron has suggested perhaps getting a little bit more prepared uh, and replacing some of the facilities that you had access to at Veritate and maybe putting a little more dedicated effort into making them more functional uh, and have begun converting your cabin into more of a sanctum complete with a library and a magical laboratory. Isaac, you're at your apartment uh, doing research into Iris's parents based on the, the news clipping that Baron managed to get from Town Hall what feels like ages ago at this point. How's that going for you? Um, he, I think he's found maybe like records of like old newspaper, uh, maybe things or like uh, a mention of them in the local high school from, I guess it would be like the 50s maybe. Um she, he's maybe found information like about where they met and their names um, and is trying to find where they might be now. Alright. I, th- I feel like we established their names but I cannot remember what they were. Hold on. Uh, I, I said it at some point and I think they were just random ass names. I think they were also not great names. This was during Jen- the and last Susan. <laughs> I really need to to take notes better than I do. I'm just so bad at it. You're good. We can make up new names. Um, it says, the only the only information I have down is that it was in the third respite that um, Baron and Kununos investigated it, and it was a death in the 70s, um, April 13th, 1972. Hall family lost child to drowning. Alright. Maybe we didn't that's fine. We but I don't think I don't think first names were ever mentioned. It's just that her last yeah. name was Hall. I said April thirteenth, nineteen seventy-two. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, you've been looking this up, uh, trying to figure out the the, the names, and I, I think that's gone pretty well for you. Um, you found out that their names are uh, Gerard and Holly Hall, and 
unsurprisingly, as you, you, you go through the the, the, the years, uh, try and track what information you can, uh, flipping through various things. Um, I was about to say, which would be creepy if you weren't, but I think in general, looking this deeply into anyone is creepy no matter what the reason is. Um, <laughs> especially considering it involves a ghost, which I think makes it spooky, not creepy, but I, it's, it is a thin line. You do eventually, of course, find that they lived at the house you performed your seance at, and that was, in fact, the house that the uh, newspaper clipping uh, mentions. The, 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 that, that house was in the neighborhood the newspaper clipping says the drowning happened in, uh, which makes sense, considering the ghost would probably be near her place of death. Didn't she die in a river? I thought she yep. died in the river. Yeah, but you, you had said that you did the seance in like an old abandoned house. Oh, yeah, so, so that'd be like the house, you grew a, up house in. I see. near the river. I see. Uh, I imagine. So she died near the river, but like her spirit returned to the house, which was not far, too far away. Um, I think the river was probably like, just like downhill from the backyard of the house, uh, because I believe I mentioned she was running after a, a duck toy and sort of took a tumble into the overflowing river because it had been raining for a few days. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, you find out that, and you find that they, uh, it seems that that house was sold fairly shortly after uh, that tragedy, which, again, fair. Some sad memories attached to that place at that point. Uh, and through that, you find the likely uh, new residents of the Halls, Gerard and Holly. Sorry, the likely new residents of the Halls? Yes, the place where I understand now. <laughs> okay, so through okay, so through looking up the sale of the old house, I've been able to find where they are likely to be currently living. Mm-hmm. Okay. As long as they haven't moved again, okay. which from what you can tell, they haven't. But like you know, online records and all that. Yeah. Um, okay. Is it nearby? Are they uh, in town? Have they moved across the country? Roll me 2d6, just straight. This won't count for luck or anything. It's just going to determine how fortune fares for you. Five. Uh, yeah, no, they, um... You live, what, this blue dot? Uh, they they live all the way across town towards, like, the, the southwest end of Munsdale. They didn't move out of town because that doesn't really happen except in extreme circumstances in Munsdale. Uh, but they are literally the opposite end of Munsdale. Hmm. Okay. What's the chance a bus runs down there? Pretty well. Uh, I, I've mentioned before that Munsdale's public transport is really good uh, okay. because it's not run by a government's hard set on selling you cars. Got it. Um, okay, I think he's going to ponder for a little bit about how to approach this um, because naturally showing up on someone's doorstep and saying hi i've summoned the ghost of your dead seven-year-old um is uh maybe not seven-year-old it is a hard thing to break to somebody who you've just met um <laughs> you, do, you don't say <laughs> yeah Can you imagine For someone many reasons. someone's door and just saying that he, uh, yeah, that you don't know me. Tough. You don't know me, but you're. But I know your dead daughter. <laughs> your dead daughter's eternal spirit is trapped in this mortal coil with me. Yeah, you don't know me. I'm a friend of your dead daughter's. God. You've also taken her on tons of, of terrifying, traumatic adventures, even though she's already dead. 
No, just the line yeah, of a strange, time. a strange kid. And not even kid. I mean, like, you're like, he's, Isaac's like in his 20s now of walking up to a person's house and being like, you don't know me, but your daughter does is so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so creepy. Oh my God. It's definitely <laughs> troubling. Oh, oh you, mean, you mean Cindy? No, no, no. Iris. What? Excuse <laughs> oh, no. me. I'm sorry, what? God. Okay. Um, so he has. He's thinking of ways to approach this in a tactful manner um, and also is trying to think why this is important to him. Um, Why is this something that he feels he has to do? And I think the answer to the second one is twofold. Um, And for for one of the questions of that, um, he's actually going to call Iris out um, and check in on her and see how she's doing. Okay, cool. That's very interesting. Uh, go and roll me another 2d6, please. Okay. Seven. That's a seven. Uh, yeah, you call Iris and something strange happens. You feel that empty feeling again, and instead of Iris materializing in front of you, Dr. Russell appears. Oh. Uh, and she looks around as surprised as you are and goes... Oh, my, I, uh... Well, this is a development, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it certainly is. Um, last time... I saw you, uh, I think you were trying to kill us, still. It, yes, Are you good? Yeah, I, mm, I'm feeling much different than I did, but... If I... And remembering correctly, and things are still a little fuzzy at this moment. Um, that wasn't technically me. It wasn't. It was the mask, right? You were oh, being controlled no. or something. I mean, no, no, no. You you misunderstand. I mean, that. So, how much do you know about ghosts? Uh, we obviously, in whatever situation we were in before we didn't get to talk out she was a little preoccupied by uh, in uh, additional variables how much do you know about ghosts um admittedly not too much we did find i believe some of your research left behind and i gleaned a little bit um but you probably would have more experience and could fill me further in. Yes, quite. I So, that ghost wasn't really... Well, it... You see, I'm manifesting from your... No, that's not quite... How to explain this to someone who has no background in the subject? Uh, you see, I... And then she just dissolves into a wisp of spiritual energy. I just, I love this idea of this oh, random ghost appearing, and Isaac's like, you good? And then the ghost's like, you know what? Listen to my TED talk. But as soon as she <laughs> opens her oh, mouth, she just vanishes. <laughs> it's like a payphone where you have two minutes, and she ran out halfway through, like, trying to say her thing. Oh, no. Um... Isaac's just gonna sort of sit there in his room, stunned for a little bit. He's gonna redial. Um, 
size. Yeah, deeply. that's strange. Um, and it seemed maybe there's a lot to unpack. Uh, okay, well he can't ask Iris if she feels like she needs some kind of resolution or if she feels like she wants to move on. Um, so instead he's going to go make his way to her parents' house, still kind of mulling over how he's going to bring this up with them. Um, but he, he wants to know mostly if they feel like they need closure. Okay. Um, and I th- he's going to bring some of his school supplies with him. Um, he is a college student. He could come up with something about um, maybe... Hey, uh, I need I, I need your daughter. Is it okay if I use your, your house as a place to do my schoolwork? No. <laughs> well, he's, um, he's a photographer, so... Yeah, can take some pictures. Yeah. I'm here to photograph your dead daughter. <laughs> your dead daughter had said, said you guys looked wicked uh, aesthetic, and I'm here to take some pictures for my college. <laughs> um, no, actually, actually, what he is going to do... Um, might I find be so lucky as to find like a antique shop or something that sells like vintage uh, stuff? He wants to see if he can find a um, not a replica, but something that might pass for the rubber duck or the the toy duck that Iris played with. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. You're going across enough of town that I think you could Google Maps a way to get to an antique shop. Okay. Or maybe this is something he's done previously, because I think he's been thinking about this for a little while. Um, That's fair. I mean, Iris bring... did get a rubber, uh, did get a duck toy for Christmas from Balanos. It's true. It's true, but that one might be like too new looking. <laughs> I don't know. Gotta magic. Dirty it, dirty it up a little bit. <laughs> Gotta really rough up the corners. It, yeah. it is also worth mentioning that if I remember correctly, that 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 present, no one knows who it was from. <laughs> it just showed up in Santa. That was the yeah. mysterious present with no tag. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's true. Santa is a cryptid. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the one that eludes us all. The next, the next hunt. <laughs> it's the one that has eluded us all this time. That. He's going to bring the duck with him uh, as he goes, and he'll bring, um, like, just maybe, like, his, his backpack or something just to look a little bit more student-like in his camera but yeah um but mostly the duck i think is his his uh, way of trying to um soften them a little bit and maybe get the you know get the door open just let me in you need closure <laughs> well maybe they don't and that's what he wants to, to try to find yeah out. no i gotcha uh yeah so you gather up all those things and you uh plot yourself a course uh via public transport to get to the other side of town um the buses uh, are it gives you both enough time that it's not too soon but also enough time for your anxieties to to run away with themselves. Enif, uh, you are taking a break. Uh, Baron had a job to go do, and then he was going to go meet with... Uh... Baron, do you do you tell Enif that you're going to meet with Cone? 
Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't think that's anything to hide yeah. for any reason. Yeah. Baron's got a job downtown, and he's planning on meeting with Cone. Um, so you're left alone in his cabin to uh, do whatever research you feel it needs doing. Uh, what are you up to? Um, I think, I think this whole time, um, Enif has been kind of immersing themselves into the work of all, around the cabin as much as possible because they're 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 very much affected by what happened and the fact that they had to leave behind like four people and so they think that basically they're like pushing themselves into the work as much as possible so they can just avoid thinking about that because it makes them feel incredibly guilty um and so um when baron leaves i think i think they like sit down at the table and make themselves like a cup of tea and but like they start to remember all of the things that happened while they were while they were in that portal and they start feeling that you know, sense of guilt. Um, and then they remember the name that, um, Isaac had called them and like some vague memories of this weird life that they had in there. So I think that, I don't know, does Baron have a computer? Uh, I don't think so actually. No. No. Okay. I think he just uses a smartphone, and I don't know if um, <laughs> Zomcast would would wire out that far. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, you say Zomcast. Zomcast. <laughs> <laughs> then I think, because um, I think Enif is like I don't I don't know. Does the name sound familiar to them, or is it just a name? Zomcast. Um, <laughs> I mean, everybody's got a podcast. <laughs> what am I creating? Uh, you, you, you think on it, and I, I mean, this is partially a, a character choice for you of, of just how much of the, uh, the the cult's mind wipe, like how effective it is. But I, I feel like you probably have some deja vu with that name, okay. but like no other than the memories of being chinsun for the brief period you were in that world um you it's it's you don't really have any memories to connect them with in what you consider to be quote unquote your life okay um i think because they have that nagging this nagging feeling about this name like it's important somehow i think that they are going to maybe go to uh the town hall or a city hall and try and figure out go through city records and see if they can find anybody by that name. Alright, that's fair. Uh, you grab a coat and uh, head on out the door. Uh, maybe leave a note for Baron to let him know that you're gone in case uh, he gets back before you do. And you you hop a bus and head for Town Hall. Um, hoping to find more about this name that just won't leave your head. Kernunos, you are out in the woods about probably just a direct line from going, having gone straight there from a shift at the diner. Um, you are have been trying your powers 
you have not gotten too deep into these attempts yet. I think so far the only thing you've attempted is pushing as hard as you can onto the bark of a tree. Uh, but that didn't work, and you're almost out of ideas. The the scene the scene opens with a, a serene, peaceful, um, like woodsy. You know, it, it's in the woods. Everything's nice and quiet. The birds are chirping. Kununus just f- flies into a tree from a running jump, falls to the ground in pain. Um. I'm just imagining that that classic like peaceful scene showing the canopy of the trees, everything's nice, and then you hear a loud thump, a fuck, and a bunch of birds fly away, and then zooms in <laughs> to see you on the ground with a large bump on your head. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Alright, well that alright, that doesn't work. Um Alright, yeah, let me try something. Um Okay, he is going to uh Use some magic to... He's gonna... Alright, so he he's, tries to jump into the tree. It doesn't work, and he immediately thinks, like, alright, you know, maybe I just need to focus more, I need to pay more attention on, on what I'm doing. So he is going to attempt to envision in his in his mind's eye and make real uh, in, in his vision a place that he wants to go. And then okay. try to use that to focus to go through the tree. Alright. Um, hmm. that is, um, he is trying to, uh, where is it here? Um, observe another place or time. Yeah. All right. Uh, go ahead and, uh, use magic then. That's four. <laughs> oh boy. Um, hoof. That's not great. Um, <laughs> you go on a fucking vision quest. Oh no. To the Gatorade laboratories, which are in hell. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you, you go on quite a vision quest. Um, for a moment, you see uh, the remains of Veritate. Uh, for a brief moment, you see Balanos uh, humming to herself at a, at a, a desk, uh, typing on a computer. Uh, for another moment, you see... Uh, Simultaneously, once in each eye, you see Enif and Isaac on two separate buses, and then you just don't see anything for several, several moments. And then you come to, and you're just on the ground, uh, and directly in front of your face is Erish Kegel's face. Uh, she goes, Kanunas, are you all right? Uh, I am just peachy. Thank you for asking. And he kind of, like, gets up, <laughs> dusts himself off, makes sure that he's not still seeing things. He goes, I felt, uh, want and surge of magic over here, and, uh, luckily, and she vaguely gestures over and you see a dead squirrel by one of the trees. <laughs> Yikes. He goes, well, I admit it's not the most consistent of teleportation powers, but, well... You're lacking any at all, it would seem, at the moment. So it would seem. I'm terribly sorry about what happened to you, but I, I do feel like... I, I I don't want to insult or injury or anything like that, but I do feel like if you just accept my offer, maybe they would see past their decision and change it, since that seemed to have been the cause in the first place. I don't know if I can convince them to change their mind, but... Ash, I, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think helping you with a problem is going to endear me to the rest of them. It might get one or two of them on your side, but I don't think that'll solve the uh, 
Quetzalcoatl problem, so to speak. I, I still have the blood. We can get Quetzalcoatl on our side. I could try my best to procure another one if you think we need to really up the ante. It's not... It's not about the blood, Ash Kegel. It's about me and what I can do. How do you mean? I'm here for a reason, and whether I have powers or not, I need to make sure that I can handle it. That's what the tests were supposed to be before. Well, you know, everyone injected their own agendas into them, so to speak. <laughs> oh, that's sort of our lot, isn't it? Uh, keeping our own agendas alive in spite of what may or may not be more important. <laughs> all, all I feel is that if I was still up there on a podium or pedestal, I would have asked for, I don't know, a, an oak tree planted in a place where there were none. But, I digress. Um, no, I, I need to figure this out on my own, and I also can't betray Isaac and Iris that way. It's one of those things that simply isn't my choice. She is silent for a little bit, and then just sort of seems to consider what you've said, and then just takes a deep breath and just goes, Well, I must hand it to you, Kernunos. You are a man of your convictions. I am rather impressed, in, in a way. At this point, I suppose it's about all I have. <laughs> well, for this point, but believe you me, as lord of one of the realms of death, uh, there is always more than can be taken, so watch your back, Kenunas. I don't... <laughs> Ashkigal, are you threatening me? Uh, just a warning, our kind is, uh, well, fickle to say the least at times. I have other matters to attend to. I just thought I'd make sure you knew my offer's still on the table. Best of luck with your, uh, running into trees. And with that, she vanishes on the spot. Alright, um, how else can I do this? Maybe if I turn the tree into something else? Let me try that. Baron, you finish up your job. It was a fairly small job. Someone just broke their sliding drawer and couldn't figure out how to get it out to fix it. Uh, and you've got tools, so it, it took you maybe five, ten minutes, uh, which uh, you thought was unlucky until you, you texted Cone to let, let, let them know you were done early, and they said that they were not really doing anything in particular right now. Uh, they, they don't have work today, so... They could meet you a little earlier, and you two meet up at that same cafe that you met on the day of Ver the Veritate explosion, uh, both of you looking nervously in the direction that the plume of smoke uh, came from that day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that um, was like a week or so ago. At I was about to say, yeah, that wasn't too long ago. Well, actually, for, for Baron... A lot of yeah. stuff happened. <laughs> Baron's had an interesting experience with time and memory in the past, like, week. Yeah, week or so. Uh, but yeah, uh, you have both been served drinks. Uh, Cone got a uh, black coffee. What did you get? Um, probably, like, like a fancy kind of, like, like a latte kind of thing. Like, when it looks like the latte art on it. 
a little What's corgi the, butt. What is the latte art? It's oh, it's God. a doggy with its tongue sticking out. Is it is it the corgi butt one? Oh my God, yes. It's, it's probably the cor- yeah. <laughs> it's it's a corgi dressed up like Batman. Beautiful. Mm. All right. Good work. Um, <laughs> Cone kind of kind of snickers at that uh, when it's it's delivered to you, uh, and then like kind of takes a sip of their drink to to stifle the fact that they're laughing at you a little bit. Like go go now, <laughs> um, and they go so. Uh, what did you want to want to talk about? Um, I you know. I just wanted to kind of, you know, talk a little more, you know, about, I guess, you know, I, w- I want to understand kind of more what, what happened when, you know, we were together. There's just been a lot, a lot that's happened in the past week, honestly, that, I don't know, I'm, maybe you got some memories of it. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what's, what's real and what's not. My mind has been playing a lot of tricks on me lately. As you're going on with this, uh, you notice something a little odd. Um, Cone is kind of gripping their drink a little tighter than is strictly necessary, and they they, they keep seeming like they're they're like losing focus on you. Uh, whether it's because there's something on their mind or not, it's hard to tell. Um, and they, they they sort of like focus back in on you and go. So I'm sorry. What, what do you, do you have? questions or what's what's the deal are are you are you ron again or are you still not who what's what is uh, I, i'm sorry i know that this is probably absolutely the weirdest and most awkward and emotionally terrorizing thing that i'm sure that you probably have to have to go through i are are you are you okay? Um, it's 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 fine. What's what are your what are your questions? What do you what do you need to know? Um. So. I mean, are you sure there's nothing going on? I mean, it, if if you don't want to talk about this, I mean, I understand it's it's a lot. You can't. Okay, you can't keep swinging back and forth on this. Do you want to know more? Are you having? Do you have the memories? Do you not? Do you understand? You you say it's awkward and no, Ron. I I grieved for you for years. I I I. Uh, they, they kind of like very roughly like reach in their pocket and pull out a pack of cigarettes and just go. I stopped smoking for you when we met, and I hadn't touched them even after you you died. And you, you come back and bring everything back with you. I, I, I can't do this. If you're just going to, to to make it seem like you need me to solve all your problems for you, you need me. I, I want Ron back, or I want you out of my life. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm not Ron. I I don't know why. I thought this would be any easier. I I can't do this. I'm sorry. I I can't give you whatever you're looking for. Uh, it's it's too much for me. I I hope you have a good life, and I I just I just can't. And they sort of quickly look away as you kind of you see tears forming in their eyes. They they, they pick up their bag, 
uh, and they, they drop like a, a $5 bill on the table and they quickly make their way down the street. <sighs> I don't know why I expected that to go better than I thought it would. And I think Baron just sits there and kind of mulls it over and I think basically kind of takes this as a sign of Ron is probably gone and it's better to just keep moving as, as Baron. And we'll just finish his drink and leave and head back to the cabin slash whatever we're building. And if you arrive at Town Hall, uh, not a lot of, it wasn't an extra long bus trip, it was a little while, but like, not nearly as long as Isaac is going, hence why he's going last. Um, and uh, yeah, you make it to Town Hall and you walk in, you follow the signs uh, to the archives, and you see an individual that can only be the Sam that Carnutus and Baron have run afoul of several times at this point. <laughs> uh, they, they look up and just go, Oh, hello there. Um, feel free to look around if you have any questions. I'm here. My name's Sam. Uh, I'm the archivist here. And uh, yeah, there's uh, public records all around here. If you need something uh, from the private records uh, on certain basis, we can hand those out as well. I think Enif's going to kind of look around and just ask, um, do you do you have something like a, 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 a registry of residents of Mundsdale? Of course. Um, I, I, I can only let you access the, the public records, of course. Uh, the private records are rather, well, private, but I, I can allow you to access the, 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 the basic records we have for, for the public. Uh, they're right over there. And uh, he points over to a series of filing cabinets uh, with a label over that says uh, public records. Okay. Um, all right, Enos going to go ahead over there and uh, I guess start going through them and seeing if they can, hopefully they're alphabetized, and <laughs> trying to see if they can uh, find um, the, the, um, the name uh, Chinsun Min anywhere in there. Yeah, uh, you head over to the M's uh, and you quickly find the Min's. Uh, there, there's a decent number of people with the last name Min. Um, there are a couple of names in there that are, they, they ring a bell, but you've, you've never heard them before, um, as far as you remember, but that doesn't say much for Enith, honestly. Um, but yeah, eventually you do find a Chinsun Min, and pulling the records out, uh, considering these are like the records the public has access to, um, the only thing in there are stuff that like would be public knowledge, uh. It's got, uh, you know, identified gender, uh, non-binary. It's got um, some simple, like, school records, I think. Like, very basic, like, what schools attended. Uh, and a couple of newspaper clippings. Uh, one that just sort of mentions uh, them as the newest. It, it's like a list of people going to uh, the community college like a, for, for the new year freshmen. It's like a really long list, and that name's also on it. And then a, um, a missing persons report dated at this point, what, 20... Something or other. 20 to 30 years ago? Okay. Uh, probably, whenever, probably be... Whenever, whenever Enif joined the cult. It would probably be 20... Huh, 20 I think it would be 20, 20 years ago. Uh, that sounds right, yeah. Yeah, 20 years ago. Um... 
is it just uh, like does it have a picture attached or anything? What is the the uh, missing like what's know, the information yeah. on there? Uh, the missing person report we're gonna say has a picture because that's typically how those work. Okay. Um, it looks to be of uh, a person that looks like you, but not necessarily how you present now. Um, and um, it, it it has a pic uh, that picture and it mentions that like um, the 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 parents had reported this person missing uh, and they they went out that day uh after a, a short disagreement and they didn't return and it had been a couple of days okay i think enif's gonna make like a copy of the missing persons report to just is there any information of like how to contact the parents or anything on there oh uh, yeah i think that makes sense there's like a phone number uh so contact the, the the parents at such and such number or the uh Munsdale police department at such and such number okay i think like the the the, the police tips line or whatever yeah i think Enoch's gonna see that as like mm, this might be relevant so they're gonna like photocopy that and take a copy of that with them and then um it also had school records in there so is there any like yearbooks or anything like that lying around that they can look through i i don't think yearbooks end up in the the town hall archives okay. unfortunately and you said uh Enif- like recognizes like this person looks looks like like me but not like i don't recognize them as myself they have the same facial structure as you but it's it's again uh yeah not quite the way you present these yeah so it's definitely suspicious um i think enif might take while they're like looking at all of these things might um kind of take some time to just really really sit down and meditate and try to figure out why this person looks familiar why this name sounds familiar yeah uh you begin do, do you do, are you doing this meditation in the archives um i think i think uh not super obvious but i'm pretty sure that they probably took whatever pieces of paper that they found and brought it to like a table or something kind of spread it out and while they're sitting there they might be i think that you is going to be holding this missing persons report and like looking at the picture and the information on there and just kind of closing their eyes and just really trying to concentrate and think. And so that's kind of what it looks like. It might just look like somebody concentrating from far yeah. away. Yeah. Give me a use match roll. Okay. For observe another place or time, which I think is essentially. See what if I do right better now. than Dom. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> yeah, but it's still a failure. <laughs> Experience. <laughs> <laughs> um what happens chris <laughs> that's a great question i can't believe we got two failures on use magic on a fucking respite <laughs> um yeah you begin to concentrate on this and you you really try to to reach out to this this uh this picture this memory whatever this is and as you do uh you you feel your it it, it feels like trying to grab onto a particularly slippery fish like it just keeps sliding out of your fingers the more the harder you try and grasp it um and as you get more and more frustrating try and grasp it more and more uh you feel whatever you're trying to grasp getting smaller and smaller until there's nothing left and when you open your eyes uh the 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 photocopy of the picture is just gone like you're just holding a blank piece of paper now 
and you you run over back to the records back to the the public uh record and uh the paper that you put back in there the the the, the records on chins and min are just all blank so like all the records on chins and min are just gone now they are just gone and i didn't write down any of the phone numbers or anything i'm assuming <laughs> You did not say you did, no. uh, so probably not, because mm. you had planned on having a a, a a photocopy. Damn. Okay. Well, and I, uh, to, to, to add to that, I, I think as this is fading out, you're rushing, trying to forget. You feel a sensation that's familiar to you, and it takes you a second, and you realize that this is a sens- this is a sensation uh, you haven't felt since you first awakened as one of the members of the cult. Isaac, um, your bus lets out, um, and you're, you're on the street, or you're at the, the start to the street, uh, that the address you're looking for is on, and you begin walking down the sidewalk towards the house, uh, camera bag over your shoulder, and, uh, small, uh, antique duck toy in hand, uh, and you begin heading towards that house and you, you you get to the sidewalk leading up to the door what do you do uh he is like visibly nervous so he's going to take a moment to try to like shake it out um take a couple of breaths uh and as he goes up to the door he's like reciting his line to himself so he doesn't forget it um so he's just like hi my name is isaac I am a photography student. I found this duck, and my dad told me about something happened. Hi, my, my name is Ed. My name is Isaac. Isaac is my name. Okay. Knock, 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 knock. Uh, yeah, you knock, and then after a couple seconds, you hear a voice from inside just going, Portals. And, um, uh, after a couple seconds, uh, the door opens, and, uh, a, a woman stands in the door frame, uh, short bob hair uh looking uh fairly old at this point i'd say it's been what about 40 years that's yep i did it right i didn't i didn't skip the Yay. last 10 years it's 40 years <laughs> um yes. oof <laughs> years and time i hate it but yeah uh, look, so she's probably in her 60s you'd estimate um, okay. Both, f- both from what she looks like and from what you know of her past through the news that you've read, uh, and she looks at you rather confused and just goes, oh, I, "Hello, um, can I help you? Do you have the right address?" What a sweet little old lady. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, is are you um, Mrs. Hall? Miss Hall? Yes, I'm Miss Hall. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I, we've we've already made a donation to the to the local community college uh, this quarter. Oh oh no! I'm so sorry. Um, my my name is Isaac. Uh, I'm a photography student at actually at the at the college. Um, I was uh, doing some work and some assignments uh, nearby, down river from here, um, and I found uh, this. And he holds up the duck. Um, and I, I talked with my, my dad who was around here, uh, a, you know, before I was born. Um, 
and he mentioned that it was maybe lost by a, a child, and um, maybe it's yours? She is staring at the duck you've held up, and it's kind of hard to read her expression. Uh, and she goes, I... Lord, I forgot about the duck. She goes, I... I don't know that uh, that was ours, but it's a sweet gesture, I suppose. A little little strange, but sweet nonetheless. Um, no, I don't suppose that's ours, but thank you for the gesture. Okay. Um, I'll keep it safe, and maybe I'll find somewhere to put it with some flowers. That would be quite nice. Um, perhaps, uh, well, um, I can, she, she, she seems to be very hard considering this. This is a quite a strange situation, but she clearly is like sincere. She does kind of, she does appreciate the gesture. Mm -hmm. Um, and she goes, if you, if you'd like it to, I guess, get back to her. She did, she did love ducks. Um, one moment, and she 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 doesn't close the door all the way. She closes it just a little bit, um, and steps away from the door. And she comes back, uh, and you hear a tear of paper, and she hands you a notepad, and goes, "That's the that's the address of the cemetery where we buried her. Um, you could lay it at her grave. It would be a nice thing to see when we visit her." I think I will. Uh, thank you, and and sorry for your time. It's it's quite all right. Uh, thank you, uh, Isaac. Was it? Yes. I'm, I'm sure wherever she is now, she'll appreciate. And uh, she says, have a nice day, Isaac. You too. Yeah, she closes the door. Oh. Okay. Um, he's going to kind of mold it over to himself as he turns around. I think he's going to end up kind of smiling to himself uh, and go back home. Um, he won't put the duck at the grave yet, but he will keep the paper with him. The next day, uh, you all have gathered at Baron's cabin. After some back and forth in the group chat, you've all decided that between both Baron and Enif living there and the upgrades that Baron and Enif have been working on uh, at the cabin uh, that just makes the most sense for when you want to just meet up as a group uh, discuss what's been going on and just in general decompress with a group of people that knows what the fuck is going on in this town um, Enif and Baron you are uh, Baron you're putting the finishing touches on a bookshelf and looking rather worried about it because while you're trying to put the finishing touches on this bookshelf, Enif is already organizing books on it. Sounds it sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> Karen Nunos, you are sitting no. on a nearby couch and catching books as they fall and putting them on a nearby table. And Isaac, I feel like uh, you're sitting at the other end of the couch of Karen Nunos, just at, as far away on that couch as you can be. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, and that is the scene as we, we, we zoom in. <laughs> <laughs> All I can see is, is bear the hammer just like 
And then two books fall off. I'm like, do you really have to do this at the same time? It's almost done. I'm so close. I don't like seeing empty bookshelves. You'd hate breaking my job then. What even? What even is this book? Iconography of the late Mesolithic era. What? Hey, <laughs> how could you, this possibly be useful? You never know. You miss, miss, Mr. I'm I'm a god. You know we've been pretty lacking in in the the library department, so we need library stuff, and that's library stuff. Okay, the secondhand bookshop had a sale, and I just kind of went a little overboard. But you never know. We can use all of these things eventually. Who knows what's lurking in this town? Under his breath, yeah. Who knows what's lurking in this town? Alright, look here, you little <laughs> shit. <laughs> Carnudos proceeds to beat Isaac with a book. <laughs> it leaves no bruises. <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god. I feel like books leave bruises, right? Oh, I would think so, depending on how heavy they are. Yeah. Baron finally gets the last nail in and is just like, okay, cool. Go nuts. It, it, it's done, I swear. <laughs> and Enif goes nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Kuninus puts puts the one book that he has in. <laughs> He's like, I helped. <laughs> Contributed. I like to imagine that Kuninus puts it in, but it's totally not it's totally like out of order in whatever mm. sort of like <laughs> like Dewey Decimal system. Yeah, he just put it somewhere. He wasn't being fancy about it. It'll all get sorted out in the wash. Is this the first time that they have been like like Isaac and Kuninus have been to like the Haven, so to speak? Yeah, I think so. I think you and uh, Enif have been working on it, but um, it's it's at this point. I think it's said three or four days. It's been like it's still been under a week since uh, ma- the Main Street incident, and so you all have uh, mostly been doing on your own things uh, since then. This is your the first time you are all in person again. A quick question: Since we were doing all these, um, you know edits to the cabin for like the library and i guess the the lab wherever that's <laughs> wherever that's located but since enif is enif going to be a more permanent fixture in baron's cabin from now on that is a character choice for you i imagine that it was just an easy place for you to live and that is entirely up to you and baron i, I feel like baron wouldn't mind having the company um and i want i'm sure enif wouldn't mind having a place to live that's far away from people that's true um, no, I was just going to ask, I was like, does Enif, like, is Enif still sleeping on the couch? I'm just kind of curious. <laughs> I, I'd like to imagine what they did was basically build on, like, an addition to the cabin, so to uh, speak. That makes sense, yeah. That, that, that is just, like... A small, small square space. Like, like, has a room for you and, like, all of the extra stuff that we built to, and honestly, at this point, whatever you... <laughs> like, like I'm sure between Baron and Enif they were able to come up with like a, a, a stable place for you to like have all your stuff and things like I that. I do like and the idea of have of of you building um like an extra part of the cabin where the magic uh like laboratory is that's separate from the cabin since you've seen my magic go haywire, just in case. <laughs> it's like... That shit is not there's some the There's kitchen. some gap, so that just in case the, the <laughs> laboratory gets set on fire, it's one building, and it's not the whole building. <laughs> it's like, it's like kind of like, it's kind of like the garage almost on that side of the addition, so that if it blows up, it's not going to ruin any structural integrity of anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's kind of probably, uh, Enif 
it would be like a like a room like basically like adjacent to that it was like a little space for for enough to sleep in okay that was my only question i was just curious <laughs> yeah i mean there's no real like specifics to this i know we didn't really like 100 percent talk about it but like i mean i imagine it's basically like that's your end of the cabin and this is my end of the cabin don't blow it up <laughs> and and there are there are places to blow up over here there's the library there's like kitchen and everything you know it's it's good place to blow up over yep. here <laughs> yeah. please keep all explosions retained to the laboratory over there <laughs> Warning, like, <laughs> warning, protective gear required here. <laughs> Explosion likely. OSHA, please don't come here. All right, so we're all we're all hanging out in Baron's cabin. Yeah. What What is Canutus and Isaac doing? Uh, staying far away. Yeah, the thing is, Isaac wouldn't bring it up on his own. Isaac, what, what? Um, so I'm trying to... Isaac wouldn't, like, bring this up unprovoked on his Got own. It. So I'm trying to find, like, a good way to... Um, naturally bring that okay. up you could ask enif to, to for an aside it's true um well i think i'll give yeah. you i'll give you the opener then um i think enif is going to since they were basically already almost done since they were putting in books while baron was working on it so they finished up pretty quickly um they already have their little uh system they they take carnudos's book that he randomly shoved in there and put it where it's supposed to be and uh he has since pulled another book out. That actually seems interesting. <laughs> and um, and and I think Enif is going to head into the kitchen and just say, um, "I think I'm going to make some tea. Does anybody else want any?" Uh, yeah, I'll come. I'll come help you. And yeah, uh, I'll t- I'll t- I'll take some. Kurnunos, do you want some tea? Oh, I'm all right. Thank you, though. All right. Uh, yeah. So Enif's going to head into the kitchen to boil some water. Uh, Isaac follows. Kurnunos is, by the way, looking at a book of um. Uh, ancient Mesopotamian runes. Okay. <laughs> Naturally. Baron pulls out a book and it's just a bunch of Cthulhu shit. <laughs> it's just a coffee table book. <laughs> why are there, why is everybody underwater and there's ten, what is this? Why would you want to be a fish person? <laughs> why are there so many fish people? There's, there's a small, there's a small section that's literally just all about carpentry for some reason. <laughs> That, that was Baron's spot. Bar- like that's the only books that he owned. He's like, well, I guess I'll put these on a bookshelf. <laughs> oh. I already made like fifty of them. I don't need these anymore, but I'll keep them. There's a section of Ripley's Believe It or Not books. <laughs> and then it's just cross instead of Ripley's Believe It or Not, it's just Ripley's Believe It. Believe it. Ripley's Believe Ripley's, It. Ripley's, you won't fucking believe this. Ripley's, you better R- believe Ripley's. This oh my God, really. Really? <laughs> Fuck. Um, Enif, have you seen much of Kernunos lately? Um. In the past week or so? I mean, Baron and I have been pretty, um, busy doing all of these modifications. I've been just trying to, uh, keep myself occupied, so I haven't really gotten a chance to talk with him. Yeah. I don't know if... I don't know if I'm comfortable with him on missions, um, just because of what happened at the hospital, or at least what Agent Mendez has happened at the hospital, but what if he leaves us to die? Yeah, Enif kind of, like, takes a, you know, is, like, puts all the, uh, tea bags and mugs and, like, pours the hot water and then just kind of takes a pause and it's just, it's, it's not something good to think about, of whether 
someone you trust would leave you behind. But I have had people who I've trusted betray me in the past. So it's, it's not a good thing to not trust people, but being cautious, sometimes it's necessary. I'm not sure how to bring it up either, but that it's not a good way to, to go on these missions if we can't trust one another. Maybe we give him another chance to tell the truth about it, or we, we bring it up and we see if he lies about it again, and, and if so, we ask him why, and if he doesn't lie, then maybe he misspoke the first time, or maybe he's had a change of heart, and I don't know. I don't know why he would want to keep that from us. Well, I mean, I would, I'm sure I know why he wants to keep it a secret from me. I don't approve of him randomly killing people. <laughs> that Okay, that's, yeah, that's fair. You know what, it all makes sense. A little more <laughs> sense when you sense. put it yeah. that way. We're good, we're good. <laughs> it's a bad look, I'll admit. <laughs> um, but I would... Cornunos isn't... I don't believe that he's an evil person. He does things for a distinct reason. I would very much like to know what his reasoning is and whether it justifies what he did. It might not, but at least then I can understand where he's coming from. I mean, he is... He is a a god, basically. He... His concept of time and mortality is different from ours. He might... I mean, he obviously does not see people's lives as important as you and I. Well, the more reason why I don't know if I would want to trust him if it comes down to it. What if he doesn't think that it's worth saving us? I think... I would feel more comfortable, I think, if if we asked him about it. But I don't want to do it by myself. I'll help you ask him about it. I would very much like some answers as well. And Isaac, I... I'm going to do my best. I would I'm never going to let anything bad happen to you. If I I will do my best to protect you at all costs. Don't worry, worry about it. He gives them a smile and kind of stares into the tea that's being made. It's way too strong at this um. point. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been it's been like 30 minutes. <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> they they dump it out and make new tea. <laughs> So, yeah, Enif is going to, like, uh, take all the tea bags out and put the, uh, you know, slide one of the mugs towards Isaac and grab the other one, the other two, and, and, all right, well, I think now is a good time as ever. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm angling for Max Pathos here. As you re-enter the room, Kurnunos is playing fetch with Bella. <laughs> I can't ask him now. As you enter the room, Kurnunos is resuscitating a dying orphan. You wanted to talk about something, you know. Isaac, if you had you wanted to talk about something. You had an opinion? Hey, well, let me just uh, let me just donate fifty thousand dollars to this charity. Let me just give half of my blood <laughs> okay, to this dying individual. <laughs> Hold on, let me. I gotta talk to the paramedics outside. They're delivering my kidney to a hospital. <laughs> okay, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, anyway, you wanted to say something. <laughs> oh no, the puppies. 